0: Hi, I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie V47, from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape podcast. You're listening to another great four-eyed radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin time! Oh, goodness gracious me, it's the Rebel Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 180, Rebel Command Power Hour, recorded on April 26th, 2021, and releasing on May the 4th, be with you. Welcome to the Rebel Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ready the jump to light speed with your host... I'm Eric, also known as b 47 I'm Zach, also
1: known as Hollywood. And I'm Doug, also oh, wow. known as Nabooley. <laughs> I like it.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our wonderful patrons on Patreon. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., Ethan S., AJW, Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Tyler W., Tyler B., Tyler D., Leland D, Jason O, Liz M, Callum M, Craig M, Mason M, Hassan A, Bo H, Raheem Y, Josh P, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. Well, uh, hello, uh, Eric.
1: Yeah. What's up, Doug? Before we get started, wasn't AP supposed to be here?
0: Yeah, you know, I I was I was putting together the the show notes this week, and um, we we got to talking a little bit, and and she told me that episode one was a work of cinematic genius, and then I I just told her like the podcast was oh. canceled, mm-hmm. so she yeah yeah she
2: probably a good idea
0: okay yeah yeah but. Happy Star Wars Day Yeah Because we're releasing this on May the 4th, 2021 This is awesome (laughs) One of my favorite
2: holidays that has yet to be recognized as a national holiday
1: (laughs) A
0: galactic holiday There you go, yes A a very amazing uh, galactic holiday I'm just so excited to keep talking Star Wars and everything involved in it And there's a, a lot of news that we got to break down And for one, i'm I'm very excited about this episode of Rebel Command. So are you guys doing anything special for May the Fourth? Do you have any May the Fourth be with you traditions or anything like that?
1: Um, I should, I haven't, I haven't really made plans outside of one of the news items that we're going to be talking about, but you know, I might as well spend the whole day Star Warsing it up and there are, there's plenty of Star Wars content I still haven't watched or am behind on. So, you know, I'm sure I'll get into Mm -hmm. the spirit and dip into Rebels and finish the book I'm reading and you know, there should be a new comic issue out by now that I haven't read yet. So plenty of stuff I can do to
0: celebrate. What are you reading? I am
1: currently reading the Claudia Gray book, Into the Dark, which was the second book oh. from the new era, the one that set like a couple centuries before uh, the prequel uh, era. The High Republic. Yes. Thank you. Yes. The High Republic. Um, oh, no. And that's the comic that I, I'm excited to, to be reading now too. So I, I've been so excited about The High Republic since they announced it because I, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't wait for them to dip into something else uh, sort of in this new age of Star Wars that we're in right now. Uh, and it's not disappointed so far <laughs> i'm I'm very into what they are setting up so uh, yeah, I would recommend the High Republic stuff for sure, whether you're into books or comics or whatnot.
0: Yeah, it's one of the few eras of Star Wars that have been fully explored. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the old Disney Investor Day announcements, just because for some reason on the podcast, we didn't get to that yet. But one of those series is called The Acolyte, which is going to be in that time frame and ties in with the books and the comics and stuff. So it's very exciting time for that timeframe type of era of Star Wars and I'm excited just to see this era just because that's when Jedi were the most like prolific they were everywhere they were that peacekeeping force and you know, we saw a little bit of, of that in the prequel series, but not to the extent that I imagine the High Republic series would. Oh, showcase. definitely not. Yeah, the the prequels
1: are sort of the <laughs> the tail end fall of the Jedi Order. So this is definitely like the high right. point, or at least it sort of starts at a high point when inciting incident warranting books
0: <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting. Actually, we're releasing this on May the fourth, and for one of our News items here, premiering the day that this episode comes out, on May the 4th, is actually the newest Star Wars series, The Bad Batch. This is exclusive to Disney+, and is done by the same team that did Star Wars The Clone Wars, Dave Filoni, all of those guys, and it's in that same animation style and this is pretty much a continuation of of the clone wars from what i understand just in a new time period but with some of those same characters coming
1: back i'm so excited for this this is the news item i was talking about that I, like that applies mm-hmm. to you know today the day of release i'm just so So excited that this is happening from the moment they introduced those characters. I was like, oh, we better be getting more of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely going to have to catch up because like I said on previous episodes of the podcast, Teresa and I are actually doing like a chronological Star Mm -hmm. Wars watch just because she hadn't seen a lot outside of the movies and for whatever reason, I, I had not watched uh, The Clone Wars as it was coming out. But, you know, those, uh, those Disney overlords, they uh, put everything on, on Disney Plus, and that's probably the subscription I get the most out of right oh, now. Yeah. So we, we are kind of uh, plotting our way through The Clone Wars. So uh, I have not been introduced to some of Ooh. these characters quite yet but I'm very much looking forward to it. I saw the trailer for The Bad Batch. It looks amazing, and we're getting um, an animated version of Ming-Na Wen's character from Mandalorian, and she's actually voicing her own character, and she'll be in The Bad Batch. I'm super excited for for this series. Zach, how about you?
2: Yeah, so as you're listening to this uh, day of release, uh, I will actually be uh, off-world. (laughs) <laughs> I am going to Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios and I'm actually going in character as my own custom Batu citizen, yes. uh, which oh, wow. I assembled a, a costume for my birthday in 2020. I went in character on my birthday. And it was just kind of a simple costume thrown together. It's a little more elaborate this time. It's also a little bit more fleshed out in terms of my OC because I have written a solid like six or so pages of backstory to this character that I didn't really expect. to, But for some reason, I just sat down and started typing. And next thing I know, I look up and it's like, oh, it's, you know, two hours later. And I have seven or so pages, six or seven pages written. (laughs) So, yeah, I will be off world. I will be having a, a grand old time at the official May the 4th Star Wars Day celebration at galaxy's edge at hollywood studios um we're going in the sort of uh, afternoon evening because we want to be there at night when the uh lightsaber meetup happens oh my god i am so very very excited for that
0: that sounds incredible and i almost want to move to florida just to be uh, i mean listen
2: hey in our subdivision they're expanding uh <laughs> They're expanding into a, a fifth or sixth uh, area now of, of brand oh, whoa, new houses whoa. built to your specifications from the ground up for uh, only the low 200s. Oh, only. <laughs> I think our, our mortgage, I think, is like 1100 a month.
0: Oh, shoot. That's a little bit under what we pay for rent. Gosh darn it. And we have a well. four-bedroom house. <laughs>
1: Expand out into that outer rim, Eric. It's waiting for you. (laughs) The outer rim. I will say this though, you will
2: never find a more wretched hive of scum and
0: villainy. (laughs) You must be cautious. Um, So, actually, today, the day we're recording this, StarWars.com put out an article about the Bad Batch, and it's a character summary, who are the Bad Batch. So, I read this, and this was a great primer for Mm -hmm. me, but I still want to finish The Clone Wars. Like, I don't want to skip that story. No,
1: definitely. I was behind it, but I just finished it last week, Mm -hmm. and I just cried and texted my friend, like, the whole way through. It's like, I can't stop, oh my gosh. Tommy, I can't stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's something I, I wanted to, to touch on because one of the episodes Teresa and I did See was the episode where they introduce Clone 99 and Clone Force 99. This unit that the Bad Batch focuses on is named after that clone, after 99. So, just a really cool way that they've been able to continue this story even after uh, the fall of what happened in Revenge of the Sith. and And this chronologically, it's after the Clone Wars and after Revenge of the Sith that this series takes place and I'm so glad that you know Star Wars is kind of exploring that gray area between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy it's when the galaxy was in chaos and I think there are some amazing stories to be told
1: yeah I'm I'm cool with them telling stories in there um I was like initially hesitant because I was like, I definitely feel like they don't need to fill everything out. Like I feel like some of the, some of what makes that original trilogy special is the sort of like forgotten things, but Mm -hmm. they, they've been telling stories that feel inspired. So as long as, as long as it still feels like they're inspired by the stories they're telling, I'm not going to complain, you know?
0: Yeah. I've been pretty much happy with all the star Wars content that, you know, we've been fortunate enough to get, which is is crazy how much, and we'll talk about that shortly, how much more there is coming, because as they shift from movies to different television series, it's just opening up a whole new universe of possibilities, and instead of waiting two or three years for the next movie... Now we're getting something every year, at least. And I think it's a a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah,
2: couldn't agree more. You know, Disney Plus really opened up the possibility for having these series. And I mean, I don't think anyone expected Mandalorian to be as successful as it has been. But Mm -hmm. I think between people having to stay at home and not being able to have entertainment outside of the home, I think that's what really kind of helped Disney Plus with their success. And there's so many awesome things coming down the pipeline that I just cannot wait to see.
0: One thing I was excited about was recently they added the uh, Gendi tedavosky Clone Wars to Disney Plus, the, the original 2D yeah. Clone Wars that you could only find in bi- bits and pieces on YouTube. And, you know, even though Disney kind of quote it, unquote, not canon, they, they designate it, you know, not within that, the new continuity that they've built yeah. out. It's still such an important piece because there's elements in that show which kind of explain some things that they didn't explain in the second Clone Wars series, like Ventress and and all of that, and I had only seen bits and pieces of those. So when I saw that as as a new item in Disney Plus, I added that instantly to my watch list because I like Gendy's work in other Cartoon Network properties that he's done, you know, Samurai Jack and Primal. So this was kind of like the missing piece for me. This original Clone Wars. So I am mm-hmm. very excited that they put it on disney plus yeah i'm excited to finally watch that yeah
2: they really dug deep into the archives too because not only did they have that they added the animated stuff from the 70s and 80s the droids cartoon the ewoks cartoon both of the live action ewok movies which it's like
0: oh my god (laughs) i remember this is in the the deepest parts of oh, my yeah. memory, but I remember seeing the Ewok movie mm-hmm. or, or at least one of them like way back when I was a kid and I think I only saw it that one time, but I I remember very slight bits and pieces of it. So I can't wait to revisit that because I probably have forgot like 95% of of that. Oh yeah,
2: for sure. Like I vaguely remember watching one of them in school once when I was a kid, but that's it. Like I have no, I feel like Gandalf, I have no memory of this. (laughs) Sorry, that's a different fandom. But uh, but yeah, it's so fun to see these really old school things coming mm-hmm. and kind of being embraced even when they are very campy or schlocky.
0: I'm just waiting for the Star Wars Christmas. It's going to be
2: a long wait for a train. Don't come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they put an entire collection of, of
1: Star Wars vintage stuff on Disney Plus Plus. And it's not a mistake that that wasn't one of them. <laughs> have you all seen it? I have not seen it, actually.
2: Zach, have you seen it? Bits and pieces through people making snarky <laughs> online videos. Probably the best way to be watched. It is an absolute
1: drug trip of oh a yeah. movie.
2: <laughs> hey, so at one wild. point, we're going to get Chewbacca's grandpa to watch <laughs> VR porn. What? Yup
1: what <laughs> welcome to star wars <laughs> and also oh b arthur God. is gonna
2: be the cantina owner and she's gonna sing a song yeah. and yeah like, like what are you on and where can i get some yep is wild. that the spice they're smuggling through uh it is the spice <laughs> It's the spice they're smuggling through kessel
1: yeah
0: it's wild it's worth it it's wild <laughs> incredible
2: let <laughs> it off with the past. Let's look to the future.
0: Yes. Yes. So there was a complete deluge of new information when Disney did their investors day back in December. And I remember how crazy of an evening that was because it was like the video game awards, Disney investor day, like everything was on that day and it was just a constant stream of new information and everything that was going on with Marvel and, and Star Wars. And we never had a chance to react to it on the podcast, surprisingly. So we are going to talk a little bit about these entries and kind of our first impressions and maybe what we think will happen or what we want to see. So, first off, obviously, Mandalorian Season 3 is releasing Christmas of 2021. Uh, That is not correct. Wait, what? Uh,
2: Mandalorian Season 3 is delayed to 2022. The show coming out this year is The Book of Boba Fett. It's a completely different series.
0: Obviously, this is from a news article. That didn't have all the facts. But Book of Boba Fett is not Mandalorian Season 3. It's its own thing, right? It's
2: its own thing. It's going to be... I. Believe a six or eight episode mini, right? right. And right. then that comes out in December of this year, and then oh, okay, Mando okay. comes out twenty twenty two.
0: Great! I know when Mandalorian season two did end, and we got that teaser for Book of Boba yeah. Fett. It did say it was coming this year, so I'm definitely excited about that. Uh, Mandalorian season two overall was incredible, yeah, and that tease that we got at the end of that season and uh, the return of Boba Fett and him getting his own series. That's a spinoff of the Mandalorian. And, you know, we'll talk about some other spinoffs in a bit, but I think that's really exciting. I'm kind of bummed at the delay for Mandalorian season three, but I, I can't be too bummed when we're getting a constant stream of amazing shows and stuff. I'm just
2: super excited to see Boba Fett and Fennec Shand across the galaxy, kicking ass and taking names. (laughs) Come on. It's Boba freaking Fett. It's amazing.
0: Doug, I I don't know if this is spoiler territory for you. Did you watch Mando season two? I mean, I haven't seen it, but I have Twitter, so
1: what (laughs) could you spoil?
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay, well I mean we we'll, we'll still be uh we'll still be respectful but uh, a surprise uh, it uh, no, comes back
1: there, there were no surprises like legitimately it was all okay. spoiled the day okay. it came out. <laughs> that's true. Twitter has no chill
2: when it comes to spoilers.
1: No, but that's the thing that's like they they do for a lot of things but then like there are just certain days where like everyone decides not to and and Mandalorian yep. was pretty much one of those. So you know, it, I, I've i been in no rush, uh, to be quite honest, uh, because I know pretty much everything that happens. And I'm pretty good at avoiding spoilers, typically. So, it tells you how aggressive folks were
0: about making sure I knew. <laughs> Trust me, I felt that way when Falcon and Winter Soldier ended its season. And I'm like, wow, do all of you just stay up at 3 a.m. to watch this stuff and just, you know, think it's cool <laughs> to spoil things yeah. on Twitter? Like hours after it releases it's at least wild with that me.
1: one not that we need to get into that but at least with that one I already knew sure. like I, I felt like the show wasn't trying to have secrets um, right, Mandalorian right, right. everything that was spoiled was very clearly meant to be a secret <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they didn't have the Russo brothers telling everybody to shut up for a week uh, so yeah. people didn't shut up for a week <laughs> exactly. It's fine, though. I, I'm actually not that bothered by it. Like, yeah. I Star Wars, I just enjoy it whenever I get to it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there will be a day just like, you know, I had the other day where I just binged all of the final season of Clone Wars. I'll do the same thing for The Mandalorian Season 2, um, and it'll be a great day, you know? <laughs> uh,
2: I wish I could have the patience to do that, but as I was watching them week to week... It was torture.
0: It was like, no, I need to, what happens
2: now? Come on, I can't wait this long.
1: (laughs) You mean like TV?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a beauty about not only Star Wars, but some of these other franchises is that as they get this big, there's so much content out there and if you're pretty good at dodging spoilers on on Twitter or social media, the great thing about this is you can do a binge day. You can consume mm-hmm. these shows at your own pace. Like, I mean, trust me, Teresa and I watching the Clone Wars, like you know, seven eight years after it premiered, we're still having a blast, and that whole world is still out there for people to enjoy and, and to watch. So. Take it at your own pace for Star Wars. That's how for sure. I feel. I
1: mean, I I definitely will have days or weeks where I'll just binge something, but I am glad that Disney plus has taken the route of doing week to week. I know that it's like painful. Yes. Um, you know, like Zach was saying, but I think it makes sense. It, it's the same thing. Star Trek's been doing. It keeps yes. their franchise in the conversation. It's the reason that no one knows what's on Netflix ever anymore is because they drop everything all at once. And so then, who's talking about it when I don't know, but we know that everybody's talking about the finale of the Mandalorian the week that the finale of the Mandalorian happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's smart and then it's all in one place when you want to binge it. So,
0: yeah. And you know, we all have to get into the nature of streaming and all that, but even things like um, Apple plus I, I had, I got like an Apple one subscription and Apple plus is included in that. And Uh, Speaking of another space show, which is uh, For All Mankind, the first season, they dropped all of the episodes at once. And for the second season, they changed it up. So the first season, I was like, oh my God, I watch all of it. This is great. And then, you know, you wait a year for the second season. You're like, oh, what happened? Because you watched it all in a day or two. And a year passes and you forget those, like, subtle nuances and, and stories. Yeah, I think it's
1: good to have the choice, right? Like, I think some things work right. as a binge immediately. I think large franchises or things that are meant to be ongoing stories probably benefit a little bit more from keeping that week-to-week format. So I'm happy with the mm-hmm. things that I'm watching that have have decided to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like you yeah.
2: said, it, it having it week-to-week helps keep it in the public conscience. Mm-hmm. It, it just... Oh, okay, Mm, well, you know, hey, we all have the same thing we're waiting for to talk about, but we can, while we're waiting for the next episode, we can talk about the last episode for a week.
1: Yeah.
0: It's great for podcasts, (laughs) let me tell you. Definitely, it's
2: great for podcasts. Oh my gosh,
1: podcasting batched TV shows is the worst thing ever. Thanks, Pokemon (laughs) moving to Netflix. Love you for it. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Sure, we'll talk about 12 episodes at a time. Why not? (laughs) But
2: the other thing, too, is that it has really shown that our culture had become too reliant on batch drops. Yeah. Because... I remember when Mando first started and and when these WandaVision and all these other things started on Disney Plus that were week to week people were getting impatient and it's like I want the answers now. No, just wait. It's going to come out eventually. Like yeah. a major case of that would be more so with WandaVision than Mandalorian. Oh god. But WandaVision you had everyone theorizing and headcanon plotting and oh it's going to be this way. Oh it's going to be that way. Oh, it's going to be Mephisto. And when none of that happened, everyone said, well, this series sucked. It wasn't as good. No, it was fine. It was great. You just (laughs) got your expectations way too high because you couldn't be patient and wait for the actual story. So you created one in your head.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of those like video essay news type ones, um, one that I frequent is uh, Screen Crush on on YouTube. They actually do a great job of like breaking down all the Easter eggs for all the episodes like Star Wars and WandaVision and all the Marvel shows. They do an amazing job at like, here's the Easter eggs, here's like the stuff from the comics. But on the flip side of that, they kind of feed into that, oh, well, here's our theory and here's the reasons why it might be this. Mm -hmm. And I know they're trying to create content, but it also feeds into that discourse a little bit. It
2: really does.
0: And their expectations get blown way out of proportion. And, you know, there's a few times where on Twitter I was like, did people forget about weekly TV shows? Like, what yeah. the hell are you <laughs> guys complaining about? <laughs> Literally,
2: one of those videos I saw was about WandaVision, where the scene with Wanda in Agnes's house and she sees the fly. Yeah. And one of these channels had the gall to be like, well, this, this fly this represents Mephisto because in the comics, Mephisto turned into a fly.
1: <laughs> oh Lord. Like, are you
2: high? What, are
1: you, like, how can you jump to these conclusions? Well, I think it's teaching us something important, which is that like the theorizing can be fun, but like you have to separate it from the actual engagement of yeah. the thing you're consuming. Like you can both yeah. theorize and be like, wouldn't it be cool if, and then also be like, Grateful and happy for the story that you did get because they weren't asking you. (laughs) Like, they weren't asking you what story they (laughs) should be telling, you know? So, like, you can do it. There are plenty of things that are still like that. Comics are still like that. You still have to wait a month, you know? And it hasn't stopped people from being like, wow, I wonder where this comic story is going to be going. Just take the story as it comes. I've tried to focus a lot on that, especially with, you know, the changing landscape and all of this content we're about to get, you know, not just in Star Wars, but in all these huge properties. I've been trying to keep in mind, like, I'm here for the ride. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. I if I wanna think about where this could go, great. If I don't, then I don't. WandaVision's a great example where like I, mm-hmm. I was just there for the ride. And then my Spider Man co host Derek was like digging deep and both of us were enjoying it just fine, you know? Like <laughs> for right? We both just chose the way we wanted to watch it and just watched it the way we did and And it worked out. I think it's okay to be casual once in a while, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the ride
2: while you're on it. Don't be looking for the exit. Yeah. Get disappointed when you hit the exit and complain that you missed the ride. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Enjoy the journey. And we got a lot of journeys that we're about to go on. (laughs) So many journeys. I'm so excited. You have no idea.
0: One of my other favorite franchises, uh, Star Trek, there is so much coming down the pipeline for Star Trek. And I know not all of it is going to be for me, or I might get a different level of enjoyment. And like you said, Doug, between this and Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff, my God, I'm just ready to switch my brain off and just consume these great stories. Because... There are a lot of amazing things coming. Pick what you want to be a casual about and let the people who are, you know, like
1: it's it's okay to be a casual next to your best friend who's deep diving way into it and then vice versa. You know, like it's all, Mm -hmm. it's all okay. You don't have to live up to anybody else's level of fandom. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the great thing is that when you do meet up with your friends or talk to your friends about this the way that you're approaching the conversation is completely different. And it leads to just a more enjoyable conversation Mm -hmm. overall. So speaking of a lot of content from Star Wars, we we did have a little bit of a tangent there, but it's good to remind ourselves that we've got a lot of stuff coming. You might not like all of it, but you don't need to like all of it and you can enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. This first one, I'm really excited for this, and not just because it's the name of one of my favorite alien races <laughs> in Star Trek. Uh, but it's, uh, but it's uh, Andor, set to debut in 2022. Andor is a Rogue One prequel, <laughs> featuring Diego Luna's titular Cassian Andor, a spy thriller. Set amongst the world of Star Wars, the show is helmed by filmmaker Tony Gilroy, who worked on Rogue One and wrote the first four Born films, the Born Identity films. Currently in production in London, this show has rounded out its cast with actors Stellan Skarsgård, Adria Arona, Fiona Shaw, Dennis Goh, Kyle Soller, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who played Mon Mothma in Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith. Andor will also be the longest live-action Star Wars series with a scheduled 12 episodes. I think people are sleeping on this series. I think this is going to be incredible. Yeah, I think it has a lot going for it. It, I'm one of the
1: people who's sort of napping on it. Like it's, it's definitely one of the things that when announced, I was like, I don't know if that's a thing I really need um, which isn't mm-hmm. to say it won't be incredible because there's plenty of stuff I've said that about um, but there are two things that really speak to me particularly one is just Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> and the other yeah. is the fact that Mon Mothma is specifically named to be part of whatever is going on and I don't know how yes. much the involvement of Mon Mothma will be but anything that features Mon Mothma I will show up for to be quite honest
2: I'm all for it. Uh, I think Cassian was one of the best parts of Rogue One. Uh, I really hope that this also means we'll see the inclusion of K2SO. I know they haven't really announced anything about that yet, but I mean, come on. K2 was literally... One of the most memorable droids in recent history in the franchise. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I love the idea that it's it's going to be this action y spy type movie, but still in Star Wars. So, instead of like, oh, you know, he shot the guy with a regular gun, it's like, oh, he shot the guy with a laser blaster and, and he's, you know, he's outwitting these Imperial agents. And it's going to be, I think, really fun and really, I hope we get a little more insight into like, how the inner workings Mm -hmm. of the Rebellion first started. And I think with the inclusion of having Genevieve O'Reilly come on board to play Mon Mothma again, I think we're going to get some of that. And I'm really looking forward to it. In my group's Star Wars RPG that we play every other Thursday, one of the first missions we did was to return a rebel spy to the rebels. And we were literally boarded by Cassian Andor, who (laughs) kind of he conscripted us into the rebellion and like, as a way of saying, thank you for returning their spy. He gave us new weapons and like, he's like, all right, welcome to the rebellion. And it's like, <laughs> ah, it's, it's awesome. and- yes, sir. Captain Andor. We're proud. Yes, sir. We're going to serve the rebellion. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm can't wait to see more of that yeah. series. Absolutely.
1: I will say if we're going to dive into uh rogue one stuff, I uh, I'd like to request more space husbands, please. I'm sure you won't get the original actors, but I'm sure there's something you could do, <laughs> whether in animation or you know, feature comics.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you're you're messing with with Disney money here, so I'm sure they can get whoever they want to get back for
1: this. My
0: one concern with yeah.
1: bringing those characters back would be them being like, no, they're just friends, guys. It. No, they're not. We all know. <laughs> Chirrut and Baze are my favorite. They're like my absolute favorite. Yeah, like they're great. Top ten Star Wars characters uh, for me personally.
2: On a recent trip to Galaxy's Edge, I got the white Kyber crystal, and it's it's Chirrut.
1: Oh, uh, when I saw that, Zach, I nearly pooped my pants. I was like, oh I want it. It's so great. You put it in the
2: you put it in the, in the the Jedi holocron, uh, and it's him. It's literally just lines from him in the movie, being uh, like, uh, you know. I am one with
0: the force and the so force good. is with
2: me. And I'm just like, it, it sure is. So good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Yeah. So, Andor, I'm completely excited about this. I think, uh, just the fact that it's like a spy thriller in star Wars. Yes, yeah. please give me that. That sounds great. That's, as much as I love bounty hunters and Jedi and, and all of that, um, I like these little peeks into different parts of, of the world, the universe that they built. So this will be really cool. Also really cool is two series that they announced together, Rangers of the New Republic. And I remember so many people making Power Rangers jokes <laughs> about that. <laughs> and Ahsoka. Ah, Yes!
1: (laughs) I can't not scream!
0: I know. Um, uh, So both uh, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka will spin out of The Mandalorian and will be developed by Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau. Set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, these interconnected shows, along with future stories, will culminate in a climatic story crossover event. And when I hear that... I can only think of like when the CW Arrow shows all crossed over into these big events. This
2: is definitely going to be something on that scale, I think. And I'm so excited for it. Like, oh my God. When the rumors first happened with Ahsoka being brought into live action, I remember thinking. Oh God, this is going to be amazing. And giving her her own show. And uh, I'm just, I can't wait. I'm As so excited. guys. she
1: deserves. You guys- yes. The greatest yes, Star Wars yes, character yes. in all of history deserves her own show. I've said it before. I'll say it again. And for the rest of time, <laughs> <laughs> she deserves everything. Oh. Fight me. <laughs> Who would fight me on that? You know what I mean? Like she's just, she's great. I want to meet the person who's like, Ahsoka sucks. So I can punch him square in the throat. <laughs> it is weird though like she is pretty you know as universally loved i feel like as a character can be um and considering she's a female character in star wars that's pretty pretty
0: big deal (laughs) it's a huge deal and i was very excited when ahsoka showed up in uh mandalorian season two i can't wait to see what uh rosario dawson does uh with that character and oh my God, just a, a focus on everything going on with after the Jedi were, were decimated and, and trying to rebuild the Jedi. And it, it's something that, you know, I've always wanted to see in, in Star Wars. And I like the stories that the Mandalorian are telling and, yeah. and to see that we're getting these spinoffs again with Dave Filoni, John Favreau. It's incredible. I I think it's it's going to be a special. I have
2: all the faith in the world in Filoni and Favreau. Mm -hmm. Those guys can do no wrong in my eyes because they nailed it with Mando. They're going to nail it with Ahsoka. They're going to nail it with Rangers of the New Republic. Like I absolutely have all the faith. I'm just so excited. I can't wait. I'm counting down the days. It's like, okay, come on. When's Ahsoka coming? When are we going to get the Rangers of the New Republic? <laughs> when are we going <laughs> to?
1: I want to watch it so bad. I want to I go to release date now. Do we know <laughs> anything more about Rangers of the New Republic? Has anything sort of squeaked out at all about like the makeup of that show?
0: I was going to ask you guys the same thing, actually, because I have not heard a lot about it.
2: Yeah, like that one is, I think, one of the more underplayed shows where they haven't really said much. As far as I know, I believe the general gist is just going to be the New Republic setting up operations in in the Outer Rim trying to keep the peace.
1: <laughs> they never learn, do they? <laughs> no, that sounds awesome, though. I, and I'm totally cool with not knowing. You know what I mean? Like I I love, yeah. I cherish, I should say, uh any sort of like major property at this point that you don't immediately know everything about. So like I, yeah. I ask because if it's out there, like I'm not gonna pretend it's not there, but um it it's almost more exciting that we don't know specifics, you know?
2: Like honestly, I would be completely happy with Cops Star Wars edition
1: <laughs> 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 Oh, so the uh the fall of the Jedi era Jedi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here's a funny thing about that. I actually just was searching right now just to see if there was anything. Well, there's an article 5 days ago from insidethemagic.com. And it says fans want unlikely Mandalorian star as leading man for Rangers of the new Republic. And they want the guy pilot Carson Teva played by Paul Sun <gasps> Lee. Oh my gosh. The yes. Republic yes. X-Wing oh pilot. Yeah, well, fans want him to be this like lead of this. Series. The fans are correct. And I'm like, yes, the fans are correct. Yes. This is absolutely what it yes. should be. It should
2: be his show and it should be, that cops esque parody show
0: of him. Just <laughs> Do you know why I pulled you over? Your uh, hyperdrive yeah, light is you're, out. Uh,
2: <laughs> you're. you're- beacon transponder wasn't putting out a signal. I'm going to go ahead and get that fixed. Just like that bit in, in, like, oh my God, that bit in Mando. Exactly like that. That's what I want as a show.
0: I think that has some possibilities, but it seems like they're really keeping the lid sealed tight on this one. There's not a lot that we know about. (laughs) Yeah, it's
2: it's definitely, we know the least about it. Like Doug said, I think that's fine. We don't need to know the entire script months in advance. We should be surprised a little bit.
1: If it's uh, Paul Sun-Hyung Lee, though, I will, I'll die. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I will absolutely watch that because <sighs> I
1: loved him in that show. I'm obsessed. He's so dreamy.
0: <laughs> Give him all of TV shows.
1: Because <laughs> I know he's
2: on...
0: Kim's yep, Convenience, which is where I'm blanking on the name. The new... Shang-Chi um, movie. Shang-Chi. What's the star? Simu Liu. Simu Liu. He's from Kim's Convenience, the same yeah. show. Yeah. So I'm excited, but I'm even more excited. Hello there. For the next one. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my God. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. This show is going to be set 10 years after the Revenge of the this Sith. blows my mind. Yeah. It's incredible. And, you know, me and Teresa binging Clone Wars and I love those two characters so much. I love Obi Wan. I love Anakin. You know, before he turned into Darth Vader. But I mean, just the journey of of Anakin is so tragic. And to get more of that in this TV show, like, are you kidding? Well, me? but what's wild is
1: a decade after Revenge of the Sith. I mean, he's full Darth Vader at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's 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 gonna be. I'm interested to see. How they structure a show that features that, because they're not gonna
0: be together most of the time, you know what I mean, like <laughs> and we know if they do face off, they have to be alive because <laughs> of a new hope, so we we know there's some conflict, but it's not like he can kill Darth Vader or anything yeah. <laughs> like well
1: it's it's a tough yeah. thing to
0: do i mean it's 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 hard enough to write a prequel, it's even harder to
1: write something that fits in between existing properties. So that's exactly, exactly the thing that blows my mind about this is I know everybody's been asking for an Obi-Wan Kenobi something for a long time. Um, I admittedly like, wasn't one of them because I was like, there's just so much room to Mm -hmm. trap yourself. You know what I mean? And like, there's nothing wrong with what we have so far. Again, I trust these, these folks at this point. So I'm not, I'm not advocating against this happening, but I'm fascinated to
0: see how they decide to tackle it. I don't care if we get like 10 episodes of him dicking around on Tatooine, living that hermit life, spying on a young Luke Skywalker, that part of Obi-Wan's, history fascinates me is because he was such a grand Jedi and and a general and an admiral or whatever. And now like his older years, he's kind of stuck on this planet trying to fulfill a duty and he's not one of the Jedi that gets hunted. He is at some point, but to see him live this hermit lifestyle after years of fighting as a Jedi I hope this goes into a more, like, deeper interpersonal, more of a reflective type series. I hope so. Because I don't think Star Wars needs to be all action all the time. We can tell smaller type of stories. We can tell more personal stories. And as a big fan of one of the other star franchises, Star Trek, like, that's how Picard felt to me. It was more of, like, an interpersonal, retrospective look into Picard and how he felt in the sunset years of his life. And, you know, by no means is Ewan McGregor old, but you know, there's, they're setting that transition from, you know, younger Obi-Wan to, you know, Sir Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan in, in I mean, Star he's Wars. not
1: old, but he is older than what his character will have aged by in this period of time. You know what I mean? Like it's the right amount yeah. of having aged. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah the the right amount of time has passed it's that perfect timeline of events that you know everything kind of kind of happens and yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Obi Wan Kenobi. Like you, Doug, I'm fascinated by what they could do because I have no idea what they can do. I with think this. your
1: hope though is probably where people's expectations should be though. I think they should be expecting mm-hmm. something more subdued and something different yeah. than what they've come to expect, because I would be shocked and probably disappointed if this show ended up being like you and McGregor Obi Wan being cool for ten straight episodes. Like that's That's not what this show should be. Like, come on. (laughs) Like he's, he's, he's traumatized.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and I want to see him like eke out his life on Tatooine. I think that would be great. All right, moving on. This is another exciting project. Star Wars visions, an original series of animated short films celebrating the star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators coming 2021 sometime this year, maybe (laughs) to Disney plus. This is cool.
2: I love having, what's the word I'm looking for series made up of shorts, not vignettes.
1: Just like anthology.
2: Well, vignettes is like an anthology of vignettes. I think. Yeah. Anthology. I love (laughs) anthology series like these. So like, this is going to be really cool to have because, because, you know, each short will have a different, style a different story different characters so you have a a nice wide selection of like oh you may not like one of the shorts but don't worry because there's another one that you may really love yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: I don't know have they have they announced who is going to be like participating in like this? Like from the creative side or like the featured story? Yeah, from the creative side. No idea.
2: Yeah, I don't think they have yet.
0: Okay. But
1: this feels this feels right and it feels um almost if you're really into the books and comics side of Star Wars, this feels like something that almost mm-hmm. was like inevitable because they've been adapting Star Wars books into manga for a while now and I right. feel like a lot of people like just aren't aware of the of that relationship that Star Wars has had to Japanese art. <laughs> um and so I'm excited to see what they decide to tackle. One of my dream Star Wars properties would be an animated adaptation of The Legends of Luke Skywalker, which is this book that is about Luke Skywalker, but it's all like stories told by people who have heard stories about luke skywalker Oh, that so sounds so really you cool. don't know if the stories are true or not which is kind of the beauty mm. and i feel like it would be perfectly done animated where each story or legend of luke skywalker is told um, in a different way and by different narrators and with different styles obviously this is not that but they very easily if this does well could explore something like that um, or this could just have a similar vibe to that and i'm Stoked to see what different sort of creative juices are flowing through this project.
0: Now, I just looked up something. This is pretty wild. This was tweeted last month by Del Rey Star Wars uh, for Star Wars books. They said, Star Wars Visions will bring all new creative takes on Star Wars from the world's best anime creators. But coming October 12th, an original novel inspired by one of those animated tales, a Star Wars book quite unlike anything before it. It's called Ronin by Emma Mieko Kandon. Just to be clear, this is not a novelization. This is an original novel. And to tell it, we are so thrilled to bring on a vibrant new voice in Emma Mieko Kandon joining the Star Wars author family. We can't wait to share more of Emma's story with you. So already... There's now a spin-off. You're getting
2: that cross pollination. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be cool. I'm like hyping myself up the more <laughs> we talk about this stuff. This is incredible. It's such
2: a good time to be a Star Wars fan.
0: The next one is Lando. <laughs> I listen. Yes,
2: please, Donald Glover. Is it gonna be Donald Glover? I mean Glover? It, it has to be or is it gonna it, be it can't be it can't be Billy D. Why,
1: why, why not? Why not? Why can't why not it be? both? <laughs>
0: oh,
2: what if it's like old Lando Billy D telling stories of his youth, and it's exactly oh, yep. why not? Oh. Give it, give it <laughs> to me, give it to me. Did I ever tell you the time I was swindled out of Millennium Falcon <laughs> in a game against Han? That solo. was Solo.
0: That was the Solo. I almost wanted to call it
2: Pazak, but I was like, no, Pazak was Old Republic. It's not canon anymore. What's the
1: What's the card game? Uh, it's very close to that. I just it's Sabak. Sabak, it is Sabak. Sabak.
0: So the Galaxy's favorite scoundrel, Lando Calrizian, will return in Lando a brand new event series for Disney Plus. Justin Simeon from Dear White People and Bad Ooh. Hair is in the early stages of developing the project. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and that's what
2: makes me think it's gonna be Donald Glover because he's a huge name. And when something's called an event yeah. series, yeah. it means like, hey, we got a big name for this. It's an event.
1: And it, and it means we aren't making a a long series here. We're probably doing like a five, six episode thing. Right. We're making a right. long like, movie. Yeah. <laughs> like Falcon and the Winter Soldier
0: or WandaVision. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. I love Lando. I, I liked everything that happened in the solo movie surrounding Lando. Yeah. So it's cool. Let Lando be Pan, let Lando be Pan.
1: I mean, come on. He obviously They're is. Just, look, if oh, you yeah. read Star Wars books, they just let queerness be. But for yeah. some reason, when it comes yeah. to the screen, they just don't let it happen. <laughs> the characters are right there. We can see them all.
2: I mean, it was obviously he was having relations with the robot. He's definitely Pan.
0: There you go. <laughs> Look, when you open up a galaxy of creatures and people and who knows what else. I mean, come on. (laughs)
1: Look, you're forced to confront your feelings on everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just explore. It's a big universe out there. No one's going to judge you. Go wild. Be you. Be (laughs) you. (laughs) Now, here's... All of these announcements are freaking incredible. This next
2: one is is absolutely my high point favorite. Like I'm the most excited about this one.
0: Rogue Squadron, upcoming Star Wars film,ed planned to be released Christmas 2023. We we do have a ways to go, but mm-hmm. directed by Wonder Woman mm-hmm. director Patty Jenkins. The story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing, high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. Holy crap. This is so good.
2: The announcement teaser for this
0: with Patty.
2: And she had...
0: Gearing up. She was gearing up as as a fighter pilot.
2: I lost my Listen, Rogue Squadron is just one of those facets of Star Wars that is synonymous with Star Wars for me. Like, I played all of the Rogue Squadron video games as a kid. I read the Rogue Squadron books as a kid. Seeing a version of Rogue Squadron, basically it's going to be Top Gun in space, and I I am here (laughs) for that. I also want a shirtless uh, volleyball scene.
1: Let Rogue Squadron be gay. Let Rogue Squadron be gay. <laughs>
2: but I am so, so, so excited because Rogue Squadron is just all about the ships. And the ships are one of my favorite things in Star Wars. Like, I really need A-wings, X-wings, B-wings, Y-wings. I want it all. I just want every ship. I want them all to be sleek and fast and powerful and... Oh, I love Rogue Squadron so much.
1: I think Patty Jenkins is such a perfect pick for Star Wars stuff, especially um, in the era that this should be taking place. Like, I think she just makes so much sense, um, given the stuff that we've seen her do to this point.
2: Absolutely. Agreed 100%. And when it, you know, like I said, when they did that little teaser and it was her, Talking about flying jets and things like that, and I'm just like, yes, please make a jet movie that's Star Wars. I want that, please. Thank you. <laughs> that is that is good. That is the good thing I want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's nothing I can further expand on this between what you two have already said. I, I love dog fighting in movies. I love cool flying scenes. A whole squadron that just kicks butt and takes names. I'm so here for that. It reminds
2: this. me I need to I need to get back to playing squadrons on my PC <laughs> in VR. Yeah,
0: so do I. So do I. I kind of played it a little bit and then I I fell. I played out the of first it, two but...
2: missions in VR and I was like, "This is the most immersive thing ever," <laughs> and that was like three months ago.
1: I I resisted so much temptation to get that because I just know I will be so bad at it. <laughs> It's, but I want to love it so much. <laughs> I want it so bad.
0: It's definitely a learning yeah. curve for me too. <laughs> yeah. That's why I've been hesitant to, to get back yeah. into it, but no, I, I love it. Uh, You know, I may not play a good game of a squadron based fighter, but I'll sure watch the hell out of this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, So something that, oh, oh, I think that's going to be a little bit more cute and for the kids, but I'm also here for it is a droid story. Star Wars, a droid story. This will be an animated television movie featuring a new character that is guided by R2D2 and C3PO. It's in development by ILM and Lucasfilm Animation. I think it's going to be great. This is the kind of thing that, like, before it
1: happens, I am just sort of like, okay, that's going to happen. And then the moment I see it, I'm going to be, like, totally in love with it. Like, I know. (laughs) I just know. You know, like, right now I couldn't care less. But when it happens, I'm going to be talking about it constantly. And crying probably.
2: Yeah, this is definitely something I think of like like you said, Eric, I think this is gonna be more for the kids. So like I know my niece who is three years old and loves everything Star Wars, this is gonna be right up her alley.
0: Yeah, I mean you're like the best uncle. At that. Listen,
2: <laughs> the pride I felt as I took her on her first Star Tours ride the other day.
0: Oh my god. I
2: cannot begin to describe how that felt. Oh my God, it was so cute. I, I want to gush, but we also have a topic to talk about. So let's, I'll talk, we'll gush after we're done talking okay. about stuff.
0: So finally, the last piece of uh, something that was announced during that collect, uh, investors meeting was the Acolyte and Leslie Headland, Emmy nominated creator of the mind bending series Russian doll is a boldly innovative filmmaker bringing her new star Wars series to Disney. Plus the acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take us into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high Republic. Era. Inject
1: this into my veins right now. Dark, a shadowy, mind bending, high Republic mystery.
0: Give it to me.
2: The dark
1: side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. Again, we talked about it earlier that that mysterious High Republic era, and we're going to be getting more of that in this series. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a series. Yeah, it is a yeah. Series.
2: It is. This is de- this is definitely exciting. I'm I'm absolutely with Doug on this one. Like it just. Just strap it to my eyeballs and yep. let me see it, please, because yeah. I cannot wait.
0: It's a cool name, too. You don't uh, hear acolyte as as yeah. a word very often from day to day.
2: And, I mean, especially in-universe, the implications is, like, mm-hmm. acolyte is usually paired with Sith acolyte, mm-hmm. so Ooh.
0: this is, like,
1: hmm. Yes,
0: and and look, the the more we get to experience, you know, because it's all about Jedi, the good guys, rebellion, blah blah blah. But no, more recently, like with the Mandalorian, we're getting into that gray area mm. of of Star Wars, that more seedy element. And if we have like a dark side, like Sith type series, ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. I, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this. This, all of this content sounds absolutely yeah, incredible. I'm all right. Well, speaking of uh, different eras of star Wars, uh, there's kind of some rumors of, uh, of game, a very popular <laughs> game rumors of getting game. remade. <laughs> Knights of the old Republic is getting a remake. I don't know. Zach, you actually talked about this uh, a a little bit, like, in our, like, little chat. So, what's the deal with this? Like, what do we know? What's kind of, like, the rumor? What's going on? So,
2: yeah, this has kind of been rumored. Um, There was a new report from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, formerly of Kotaku, who is a video game rumor expert. And he is suggesting that the rumors are true and we will be getting a remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Developed by Asper Media. Um Asper Media, by the way, is actually built up from former BioWare devs.
0: Yeah. So
2: if this does actually all happen, I am so on board, you have no idea. Listen, Knights of the Old Republic is a game I play probably at least once or twice a year. Like ev- oh, every wow. year since it has come out, I play it once or twice a year. When it first came out on the original Xbox back in the day, I didn't understand mm-hmm. the game at first, so I didn't care for it. I thought, ah, this game is dumb. I don't like the controls. It's not full combat controls. It's not I, – I, I don't understand it. But then a friend of mine kind of sat me down and he went, it's, it's D&D. You know that, right? Like everything is a dice roll. It's D&D. It's D&D Star Wars. That's how this game operates. It's D&D Star Wars. Play it with that in mind. And the instant I did that, I was hooked. And I was like, okay, this is the best game ever. I love this game. Please more. And yeah, I play it like once or twice a year, every year. It is my favorite Star Wars game that I've ever played. And a remake with higher res graphics, with all of the sort of upgrades that they can do to it, I'm here for it, 100%
0: this was a game that I actually never played, even though I did have uh, the original Xbox back in the day, but I learned of it when I got into mass effect, when mass effect came out and I read up more about Bioware mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of what was built into mass effect owes to Knights of the old Republic, because it was like that conversation system, those RPG elements. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh my God, because I, I loved Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. I love that game. And to get a, another game that's like that, where you get to talk to people, but this is more of like a RPG experience. And since I, I never played the original Knights of the Old Republic, so if they remade it with, you know, all the enhancements of today's gaming technology, oh yeah, I'm totally down
2: Yeah, and like I said, like it is... As I said, it's Star Wars DD. So, like, I didn't understand why my character, who only had a 12 strength, wasn't hitting very often with his melee attack. I didn't understand mm-hmm. why my character, with his low dexterity, wasn't using a gun properly. Like, I just didn't right. grasp those concepts because I didn't play DD at that point. So, once I learned that that was the mechanics of the game in play, I realized oh, okay, well, if I'm going to make a Jedi, I'm going to give him high wisdom, I'm going to give him high strength so that he can always hit with his lightsaber and have really powerful force abilities. So knowing all that, like you can get into these really fun builds where if you pick the scoundrel starting class and you build up his like speech skill and you can do persuasion Mm. and eventually get into like the force persuasion of the, you know, you don't need to see his identification. And you can do the mind trick and stuff like that. It's amazing. That's why I go back to it every at least once a year because the, the just the mechanics of it as a D and D Star Wars game are so fun. And yeah, getting a, a high definition remake of that
1: would be awesome.
0: Doug, anything to add on this? Your thoughts? This is a complete
1: blind spot for me. I, I don't know anything about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! I'm so excited for you to play this eventually. Oh,
2: we're going to have to do, like, Twitch streams of us playing this game together because (laughs) I cannot tell you how much I love Knights of the Old Republic. Like, I I am not kidding. It is my favorite Star Wars game. Now, the sequel, Knights of the Old Republic 2, was handled by a different studio. So I didn't, Mm. I I never actually played that one. And so that's my blind spot is the sequel. But there are just some things that Knights of the Old Republic did so incredibly well that they have kind of made their way into Star Wars fandom for generations now at this point. And it's always so fun when somebody makes a reference to that game. And it's like, oh, I, I get that reference because the <laughs> game is amazing. But yeah, I can't wait for this remake to come out, for you guys to play it. Like, oh my gosh, it's so fun.
0: Oh, I, I'm definitely excited for it. I hope it's more than just a rumor. Let's just yeah, say yeah <laughs> uh,
2: For sure. Hey, uh, what 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 time is it?
0: Oh, I, I mean, just... Look at your computer. Oh, well, yeah.
2: well, I just I forgot. Listen, I'm supposed to go to Hollywood Studios again tonight. Um, listen, do you oh, guys, sure. do you think you can you can handle this?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Doug and I can can handle it. Oh wait, 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 wait. I have an idea. This is perfect for what we need to do for Star Wars Day. Can you call us? Back on Skype When you get there To do a live report uh,
2: Yeah Oh I'm yeah, serious no, I can do that Um, Listen I've got Skype On my phone I, I can totally call in Yeah yeah Absolutely This will be
0: amazing oh Like I, I've never done this Before for a podcast <laughs> I think this would be Incredible Doug and I can handle The other news stuff yeah. As long as you Yeah Yeah.
2: sure Okay well listen I'm gonna go I'll call in as soon as Okay As soon as I get there all Okay right. perfect
0: Alright right, Wow you. Oh okay a- Unexpected uh, segment Alright <laughs> Yeah, look, I I'm here for it. It might be a little bit more editing on my end, but I am very excited for this. This yeah, is great. to it. Yeah, this is awesome. Well, um, I I did have a couple other uh, Star Wars news that we can sure. talk about. Uh, I know that Zach has been to Galaxy's Edge a lot, so I'm actually really excited for him to report in uh, when he calls back but uh and and i have i've not been able to go to a galaxy's uh, edge so either. i <laughs> have no experience in it and and i want to so
1: bad i'm just eric <laughs> I, the, i'm just going to i'm i'm going to have to have one of those backpacks with like water in it so that i can constantly be drinking because <laughs> it's just going to be spewing out of my eyes the whole time <laughs> It's just going to need to be like a constant cycle of water going
0: in because I'll just be crying. Oh my God. Yeah. You'll, you'll need to, you'll need to stay hydrated and not, not just because of the Florida weather or oh God, or the West coast yeah. weather, because they also have galaxy's oh. edge in, in California, but this is really exciting because I have always been a huge fan, probably even more so than the movies themselves. I, cause I just in terms of like art and and all that, I've always been a huge fan of star Wars art and particularly like pre production Mm -hmm. art. I I think I own like three star Wars art books. I I know I, I own one for the phantom menace actually. Oh my God. All the Naboo concept and, and star Wars has some of the most amazing concept artists on the planet. It's such an inspiration for me and for artwork and design. And I love these books. And they're actually releasing one for uh Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's called The Art of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Only a few days ago, starwars.com did an exclusive preview of the never before seen concept art from the making of the Star Wars themed attractions. So not only does it serve as concept art for Star Wars but for a theme park as well yeah. and we we don't get a lot of that. No,
1: no, that's what has me excited, right? Cuz like I agree Star Wars art books are they're ju- they're just super cool because seeing the concept stuff for Star Wars stuff for some reason just feels like you're, you're seeing things you're not supposed to because they either like didn't make it into the movie yeah. or it looks different in the movie or whatever the case may be. So seeing that for something that you actually can then go walk around through and look at feels like that to the next level.
0: <laughs> it's so incredible. Uh, apparently, the book collects art from the development of every aspect from – the eateries, to the attractions, to the marketplace. They were flipping through notebooks and research on every corner of producing this themed attraction for the parks. And I'm looking at some of this concept art now too. Like it's still cool. Like even though it is an attraction, the way that they were able to really theme it into the universe of Star Wars for that immersive quality is so intense.
1: Uh, uh, Give it to my eyeballs.
0: <laughs> one of the funniest uh, pieces, I think that they shown off in this article and we'll have uh, full links in, in our show notes for this, but I think the most hilarious one is the blue milk oh, cart God. concept. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a It's like one of those land speeders, uh-huh. but a cart and it's got this big transparent like container of the blue oh. milk and just a big hose with a dispenser oh. at the end. <laughs> oh, I want to die. <laughs> it's pretty cool. No, yeah. no matter uh, what, what do you think yeah. about uh blue milk?
1: Um... <laughs> yeah. No matter my feelings on milk, I can appreciate, uh, I can appreciate the concepts. Oh, that's right. the- <laughs> Yeah,
0: you just you just hate milk in general. It's not even. A- <laughs> it's not because it's blue. It's because I- it's milk. <laughs> <laughs> I almost
1: forgot
0: about
1: that. Oh my god! So a oh, huge I'm container with a hose dispensing milk is like maybe my actual worst nightmare. Um, but I can appreciate the art uh, where I don't have to, you know, yes. experience the milk itself. <laughs>
0: you right you have to experience the milk but no i'm i'm very excited about this book and the great thing is It is out now. By the time you're hearing this, it's actually released. So I will have an Amazon affiliate link to this book where you can uh, help out Rebel Command by supporting the podcast with a link to this incredible art book. And I definitely think I'm going to pick it up. Like I, I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but no, I'm excited for any type of Star Wars concept art. Oh, wait, 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 Hold hold on. Oh, this is this is crazy. I I think I'm already getting a call from from Zach. Let me Let me patch him in. He's hey, pretty quick. Hey, <laughs> hey Zach, Zach. Uh, hi. Are, hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. I I guess we're going uh we're going to Zach oh. live at live at Galaxy's Edge. Yay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that was really quick. Listen, I, you must live really I, close.
2: I, you know, I'm I'm only like 20 minutes from the park. Uh, you guys just must have talked about uh, something for a, a while there. I guess so.
0: Oh uh, yeah, time time flies when you're <laughs> time talking. When you're in hyperspace,
2: I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They actually installed hyperspace lanes on the floor. <laughs> it's great.
1: <laughs> Florida has everything.
0: Well, well, this is perfect because Zach, we were just talking about uh, this new book that's coming out, the art of uh, Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge, and you know, Doug and I were saying that we we haven't actually been to Galaxy's Edge, right. and you're pretty much the only person I think that we know that has gone multiple times at this point. And the fact that you're there now is is incredible. Yeah, this in is like my fifth or sixth time here. Uh, oh wow! So uh, one of the things I, I wanted to ask, just like what are what are some of your favorite attractions?
2: Oh man! Well, listen. There's nothing quite like seeing the full-sized Millennium Falcon. Oh my god. Ah. The first time I saw it, I, I choked up. I, I remember just thinking, man, they, they should have sent a poet because <laughs> there is nothing quite like <laughs> the beauty in front of me. And I don't have the uh, intellectual capacity to relay in words how much... <laughs> this is shaking me to my very core.
1: They need to just have like poets on hand. You can hire to yes, describe it for yeah, you. Exactly. I love this idea. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes. Galaxy's
0: edge. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Th- that's a cool attraction. What, what are some of the other, like uh, you can get stuff to eat. Oh, there, of course. Right?
2: Yes. There are many uh, locations to grab a bite to eat. There is docking Bay uh, seven, which is the, the sort of quick service sit down restaurant. Um, they've got fried Andorian tip They have... Uh, ca- <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds smoked great. smoked <laughs> kadu ribs. Um, they have their famous uh, local delicacy, the batu ban, which is a, a dessert. Of course, if you're wanting more of a quick bite, you can head over to Ronto Roasters and pick up a Ronto Wrap. Uh, and Ooh, that golly. is probably my favorite thing I've had.
0: Can you tell us about the blue milk? <laughs> Do so, have to?
2: Yes, there is there is a blue milk uh, cart. Uh, it's sort of between the cantina and where the first order have set up operations. Uh-huh. The fun thing about the blue milk and the green milk that they also sell, of
1: course, is Ew, that okay.
2: It's it's not actually milk. Uh, that it's was going to be my
1: first genuine question. Oh. Like this is what I care about the most. Is like is it milk? <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's not milk, it's not dairy of any kind. It is sort of like a coconut milk fruit slushy. Okay. Oh but you don't okay. taste the coconut. The the blue milk has a very citrusy kind of taste. Um I, I kind of described it to my friend as eating like a half melted push-up pop.
1: <laughs> okay. Ooh. It's it's
2: very tasty. I love the blue milk myself. Uh, the green milk has more floral notes, oh. sort of like a uh, orange blossom, Ooh. hibiscus kind of thing going on. It's 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 good, but it's not as good as the blue milk in my. opinion.
0: <laughs> so you're definitely team blue milk.
2: Definitely team blue milk for <laughs> sure.
0: So Doug, just uh, forget about the name yeah, yeah, milk yeah. and. This sounds like a a fantastic yeah. drink. I, now that I know it's
1: not milk, uh, I think I'll be okay. It is In fact, chilled. shower me with it. Why not?
2: <laughs> it's the consistency of a slushy. It is chilled. It okay. is so refreshing on a hot day on Batu. It's the perfect drink.
0: Well, this is incredible. <laughs> a- anything else you can tell us uh, just about the overall experience? I mean, there is so much to do and see. You can go to the
2: Droid Depot, where the handy uh, mechanics will help you build your very own droid companion in both R2 astromech model and in uh, BB unit models. You can visit the Resistance Outpost and actually be recruited and... Well... Let's just say that not everything goes according to plan. (laughs) Um, And you end up a prisoner of the First Order, high in orbit above Batu, on a Star Destroyer. Oh, my. Wow. And it is very intimidating. But luckily, you know, you make your way back to the planet and things are okay. Um, Also, there have been rumblings, rumors of an underground sect known as the Gatherers, Operating outside of a place called Savi's Workshop. And rumor has it that if you've got the credits, they can supply you with your very own lightsaber.
1: Yes, tell me about the oh. lightsabers! I need to
2: know! So. As I have heard it from a friend who has been twice. Um, <laughs> and not you. No, no, not all, me at right? all. Of course, of course, no. The first order is monitoring me. I can't I uh, can't divulge any kind of uh <laughs> Rumor <has> information it. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 wonderful. You go and you you know, you have to make a reservation ahead of time because, you know, not just anyone can get in to, to make a lightsaber. They oh, they have a very specific clientele they cater to. And <laughs> You uh, approach the attendance out front and you know you give your name and say okay I, I have an appointment my name is so and so. You know probably maybe give an alias. And they <laughs> set you up with a kind of like a menu in a way. Um, you look over this sheet and it displays all of the different styles of lightsaber that you can build. And there are four distinct styles. One is called Power and Control. Typically those are what you would find a Sith operating with. Um, They are Mm -hmm. very sort of uh, heavy black and gunmetal pieces that uh, definitely look more like a a saber that Darth Vader himself would have built. Um, There is peace and justice, and that is more of the light side, sort of your your Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi style... Sabers. Yeah. Um, There is Protection and Defense. That one is my favorite. It is definitely done in an Old Republic, or rather, I guess now, a High Republic style of lightsaber with bronze and gold accents. Um, It's kind of ancient-looking designs. Really unique. Very cool. And uh, last but not least, there is Elemental Nature. And Elemental Nature are lightsabers crafted from the natural world, the living force. You have options like oh. a Rancor Tooth Hilt or a Bantha Leather Grip. And you tell the attendant, okay, I want this style of, of crafting material. And you get a, a, a cool little pin that you stick on your, on your person. And as you're ushered in, you are led around a, a building table. And uh, the head builder gives a, a wonderful speech and each attendant at the station kind of looks at your pin and says, oh, okay, you're going with this style. And they pull out the tray of pieces in that style and you then have a solid 10 to 15 minutes to assemble the lightsaber that you want, the lightsaber of your dreams. It's incredibly immersive.
1: You know, it sounds uh, sounds uh, shady and dangerous, but it sounds a lot more uh, like wow. my speed than being thrown into a temple and having to face all of my worst fears in horrific detail.
2: Yep. <laughs> 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 so, uh, if you do end up making your way to Batu at any point, definitely check out Savi's Ort Shop.
0: Oh. <laughs> I am so excited for for Galaxy's Edge. I mean, yeah. if if you're willing to stay on the line and, and tell us a bit more, that, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah,
2: it's so wonderful. I mean, there's so... Hey! Um, well, hey! Actually, wait. Uh, uh, hold up, guys. Uh, hey, I think there's something going on. A, a lot of the crew members are running around frantically. I... I, I think someone's trying to steal the Millennium Falcon.
0: <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say <laughs> someone's trying to steal the Millennium Falcon? Zach, it's it's just a ride, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, someone's trying to steal the ride. Uh, rumor has it there's a legit set of controls that actually enable the engines and allow you to fly out of the spaceport.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> what? Why what Zach?
0: What Sir What is going on? Sir? Sir, whoa, whoa. we need you to back away from the controls What's right happening? now! Wait, 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 Zach. Zach, are are you trying to steal the Millennium Falcon? No, no,
2: that would be insane! I'm liberating it. Wait, what? Zach!
0: Zach! Zach. See you on Zach. the next Rebel Command! What? Zach, no, wait! Zach, Oh. oh. Wait, wait, we're, we're getting some interference, I... I think we lost him.
1: He didn't even finish telling us about Galaxy's Edge. I had many more questions. <laughs> what the heck?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, he he was supposed to finish that segment. I I mean, this is totally unprofessional. I you, you know what? We've we've got a final bit of of news here. Let's just uh huh. let's just try to wrap up the episode, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, This is actually uh, kind of funny. It's, it's uh, star Wars, but not really. Uh, so did, (laughs) did porgs exist in Jurassic China, a newly discovered pterosaur gets a star Wars comparison. So this is a new species that they were able to discover in China. That was around 160 million years ago. Uh, Prehistoric flying reptile with huge eyes and a lot of the art artist uh interpretations <laughs> of this dinosaur make it look like a porg from Star Wars.
1: It really does. It really just looks like you took a porg and instead of giving it like its little flappy wings, you gave it like large bat pterosaur like almost flying squirrely skin wings.
0: <laughs> It's like, uh, I know this this thing might be uh, terrifying uh, if it were actually in person, <laughs> but looking at it side by side with uh, one of the, the porgs from Star Wars, I mean, the resemblance is, is pretty uncanny. Yeah, it's kind of cute. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of cute, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's this whole article on uh, this new species that they were able to discover, and I think it's great. They found this new skeleton, uh, a completely new species of dinosaur, and I'm always excited for these types of stories because I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of dinosaurs and and paleontology, and it, it still amazes me how much. Every year, they're able to find and uh, new prehistoric species are are always being discovered, and uh, now we get one that just looks like a pork from Star <laughs> Wars. I'm here for it. I'm a fan. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Someone's um, someone's actually dialing in. Uh, it's an unknown number on my end on Skype. Uh, they're they're trying to request to join our, our Skype session.
1: I mean, honestly, we've lost half of our hosts already. They're dropping like stormtroopers. So <laughs> let them in.
0: All no right, there I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna dial them in. Okay. Hello, uh, hello caller. <sighs> oh,
2: okay, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's Z-
1: everything's Zach? fine. I, uh, sorry, <laughs> S- sorry, I'm late, guys. Listen, oh, where were we at in the show notes? Zach, are you using a burner Skype account to? call into the show
0: that you were just on (laughs) yeah yeah, this is uh, this was an unknown number Zach like how what the hell what's going on and are you gonna tell us about what just happened yeah what what was that about Uh, what nothing
2: nothing listen I just parked my new car and it it was a little harder than I thought it would be it's fine I'm
1: fine fine
0: here now how are you wait new car You, you don't even drive
1: Zach is your car the Millennium Falcon? Like, <laughs>
2: Zach? What are you talking about, Doug? Listen, I, I got my license, and I just bought a brand new Nissan Altima with my Parenthood residuals. Wow, Eric,
1: I do not understand what is going on. I came onto the show to talk Star Wars, and Zach is literally stealing space freighters. Like, I feel like maybe I should say something about Doug, it?
2: Doug, my friend,
1: Listen. Snitches
2: don't get to go for rides in Nissan Altimas.
1: Oh, I mean I. Oh, I mean I have always dreamed of riding in the real Millennium <laughs> Nissan <At> Altima.
0: <laughs> Look, I think we have to end the show, everyone. Uh, yeah, we we definitely have a uh, a car trip to take. A car. It's a car. Car. Everyone. It's going to take a few yeah.
2: seconds to get the directions from the navic computer. Uh, a GPS.
0: Uh, Okay, so, Rebel Nation, let us know what you think. (laughs) If you have questions, you can email us at... Getting some interpe... You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better go to patreon.com slash ranger command ph to learn more thanks for listening okay (laughs) this is this is the
2: weirdest thing we've ever done i think
1: (laughs) Kind of amazing, though.
0: What <laughs> like,
2: AP like, must have been on like some cold medicine when she came up with this, but I love no, it. no. This was it's brilliant.
0: This was perfect. This was oh, perfect. It was so much fun. Oh my god! So <laughs> no, I I legit genuinely love doing this because ninety five percent of that is like an actual Star Wars podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I think I think working the skit into the episode was a brilliant idea. Yeah. Like doing mostly episode, but like having the skit interspersed is really smart.
0: Yeah. Like I said, when when AP started talking about this idea, like I was just going to play off this episode as just like, you know, another Star Wars podcast. But as soon as she started talking about this skit and, and pretty much wrote most of it, I was able to finally see like the structure because, you know, we had legit star Wars news items to talk about. Yeah. And then you, cause I was thinking, well, you know, it's going to take Zach a while to get there. Like, you know, maybe I'll put a, so the whole structure like literally came to being within the last two days for this episode. And it's, yeah, th- that's great. That was great. And I, I love the ad-libbing that you guys did. That was, that was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Oh, this is good, and and this is perfect. This is just like a nice length podcast, and yeah. some wackiness in there, and I'll still have fun making uh, sound effects and uh, and I mean adding the stuff.
2: Yeah, it was. I I tried to kind of you know, I think we talked a good bit about um, about Galaxy's Edge and everything, and I know I mean because that yeah. was kind of yeah. There was no real script for that. It was basically like if you guys actually genuinely had. No, I I
0: genuinely want to go to Galaxy's Edge at some point. (laughs)